0: Do you feel stuck on the NHS hamster wheel? Always running and never really achieving what you want to in your rehab. Always short on time and struggling to fit it all in. Join me as we discuss all things rehabilitation, personal and professional development with just a sprinkling of complexity science. Welcome to Emerging Rehab. And welcome back to Emerging Rehab. I am Amanda Rutter. So this is now the second time I've recorded this episode because I don't know what happened to it the first time. So hopefully um, this will be an abridged version because there was a bit of waffle last time. So hopefully it it was all for a good reason and you will get more value out of this, this episode of this podcast than the last one. So... Ew, okay. We are talking about episode seven where we were talking about the what do you do when you get into a scenario where you arrive at, at, a, at somebody's house and the scenario that, that greets you or the circumstances are not what you expected. Um, and the person is not um, best placed to either, you know, be at home because they are not managing from a physical or an emotional or a mental or a social perspective. So I said to you, you know, we we had a gentleman, uh, orthopedic referral for pre-op strengthening of his knees. So he's awaiting total knee replacements bilaterally. Um, I really can't remember how old I told you a gentleman was. If you haven't listened to episode seven, go back and listen to that first and that will give you the background to what we're talking about now so yes um, episode 7 outlines the problems which I'll just go through very briefly here so this gentleman was struggling to get in and out of a chair he was quite precarious on his feet his environment wasn't ideal for him um, and there was a lot of clutter there was a lot of difficulty in moving the furniture to make room for him to have more space um, stairs were an issue, there were some problems with um, his managing his continents managing his catheter bag um, and also there were some issues around how he and his wife were coping between them and the um, her expectation of him and her, what she perceived was the real problem. Um, he, on the other hand, had, was, seemed to be very, um, had very poor memory, uh, difficulty with um, reasoning, difficulty with retaining information, um, or recalling information that he was given. Um, and so I was querying his mental capacity, although no formal diagnosis of anything. So that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, we do have, uh, this gentleman does have a package of care, morning and evening. Um, but I threw it out there to you and I asked you to consider... Who would you want round the table to discuss... I mean, let's talk real world now rather than in an ideal world. But real world. Who... What do we do? Who do we put round this table? Who is our mastermind of people to discuss um, the, the management of, the, of this complex scenario that we found ourselves in? Who would you want um, to be helping? And who is going to add value... Um, through their professional knowledge and opinion and and voice, so I will tell you a little bit about um, what I think. You're more than welcome um, to add your own thoughts and opinions. Join the conversation, as they say, over on Twitter. Uh, if you hashtag Emerging Rehab, uh, maybe you know you can just reference episode. What are we on? Eight. So what? I think would be um, a good idea in this scenario it may differ from you, but obviously we need to gather all the information that is available for, for this gentleman. We need to know about whether he's got a, a diagnosis um, of any, um, a, does he have a diagnosis of dementia? Has anybody questioned or queried whether he has capacity before? Is he awaiting um, an assessment by whatever memory service you might have? So this is obviously going to be very um specific to the services that I have available in in my area but having worked across a number of areas in the UK there will be specific things that you think why has not she said that not everybody has the same things but I'll give you a sort of idea of the kind of services that I I, I would ideally be involved so firstly I think that the that you know we need to have a look at whether there's anything that's being done about um, this this capacity issue um, quite clearly, it is in- essential in terms of consent and um, you know him being able to consent to uh, um, our interventions at present and also ongoing and future goal setting and plans for this gentleman mm. that he ha we have um, capacity um, and that we have a clear idea of whether he's able to make his own decisions, um, and whether, or whether we're making decisions in his best interests, and whether he needs an advocate—all the, 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 the bits that come with that, all the, all the difficulties and the, the complications. So, that is something important, but maybe not right. At that very second when you're in the house. That's more of a long term or a medium term thing that we need to get sorted out, but it wouldn't be my very first step. I may have a quick look on our computer systems to see whether he's known to any of those services. Because if he is, that's great and we can get in touch with them. I would definitely be getting in touch very quickly with the district nurses around the fact that he's um obviously not using his his catheter in the way that he's I- either has been demonstrated or discussed with him and I'd want to know why he's catheterized. Um, there's nothing that is in my referral around the fact that he's, he's got a catheter. It's not an indwelling catheter. Um, it's not a, yeah, so it, I want to know why it, why is it there? When did it go in? What's the plan for it to come out? Is there a plan for it to come out? Um, is it coming out going to create a gigantic huge massive problem in this in this scenario given the problems that this gentleman is already suffering with because there is the potential for that because actually if we're not managing um his mobility and he's not initiating i think i forgot to say that at the beginning he's not choosing to get up out of the chair at any point during the day without prompting um, are we just going to then be dealing with a gentleman who's very incontinent um, at, of urine at, who is already at risk of uh, pressure area damage because actually in that scenario we need an MDT discussion around what is the best plan for this gentleman obviously a catheter isn't, isn't not ideal um, and the longer it's in, the harder it is to take out. But what are we going to do if we do take it out? All of those things need to be considered. Um, the next thing that I would be asking the district nurses is, is around um, his pressure care and, and how often they're, they're going in and, and why they're going in really. Um, is, it, is it that they're managing his pressure care or his, his catheter care? Are they going in um, for any other reason? Um, do they, do they go in regularly to this gentleman, um, or is is their intervention sort of, is it three monthly to change the catheter? So I'd want to unpick those, those elements with the district nursing team. Um, I may also, um, be interested in their full, you know, sort of nursing assessment and sort of an overview of how he's managing. He's, this little gentleman also has quite swollen legs. Uh, he's on furosemide. um. And whether they, you know, from a from a, an observations perspective, because I did not take his observations, um, whether this gentleman is well, has he got high blood pressure? Is he is he getting a um, a postural drop when he stands? You know, are there other elements that that could um, tie into his falls and his his reduced mobility? Um, the other the other people that I would. Um, be trying to get hold of and discussing this with would very much be the carers who are there on a daily basis I would want to know from them I I found his the situation was very difficult to get the information that from him or his wife um, but I think that the carer who goes there every day There is a positive element here in the fact that that she isn't jumping up and down and saying, oh my God, I can't get him out of bed, or he's stuck in the chair, or we're really, really struggling here. So this may be that actually this situation is is manageable um, and that it's gradually getting worse, but it's not out of control and that the carer that comes every day will be able to feedback and give us a little bit more information about... um, the speed that things are changing and um, you know what the, the big picture is in terms of um, you know how, how quickly he's deteriorating, how urgent it is that we get all these things in place and how well they're managing with the moving and handling and, and personal care aspects of, of looking after him. Uh, importantly I'd want to know as well I really I would want to visit and, and do a, a joint visit on the stairs with the carer. Um, would be an ideal situation just to see, you know, transfers and mobility with the person who's doing that with him every day. What else? What else? Who else? Well, we need a bit of therapies in here, don't we? This gentleman's already got two stair rails, but he's lacking equipment downstairs. He's got rugs everywhere. Um, He's got limited space. And um, realistically, his mobility would benefit from having a Zimmer frame to prevent him from falling over. So it would be a little bit about um, negotiating that. It may be that actually um, advice from from OT might be beneficial in terms of um, supporting him with equipment or any other sort of environmental um, areas that they could help with. Um, And it would just be that MDT sort of discussion about how we're going to manage to keep this gentleman safe and at home. So, this is quite hard to do when you've not got it written down in front of you. I've forgotten which bits I've told you about. So, anyway, okay, we've we've talked through the fact that this gentleman's got a package of care. It may well be that we'd want to alert social services to the fact that this is happening from from a there's sometimes a little bit of of difficulty when there is sort of long-term services involved not difficulty sometimes I don't know which whether you know we put in social care OT or or health OT sometimes um and I'm sure that will be a sort of negotiation in your area too in terms of the moving and handling side of things um yeah the other couple of bits obviously I did mention before around um the capacity side of things but also I would be um potentially looking for um if that had not been done i would be wanting to discuss that with the gp um a referral to um whatever your sort of memory services are in the area but also um frailty services or um when i worked in bristol we had community nurses for older people um and we had community matrons in different areas so some kind of long-term condition management here, I think is required. This is much more than just a set of wonky knees. Um, this, this gentleman is much more than an orthopedic problem. And for me, looking forwards, if they do go ahead and, um, operate on this gentleman, it's thinking about what's going to then, impact his recovery so obviously we know from a rehabilitation perspective that if he is optimized you know pre-operatively um, surgical optimization is becoming a much bigger part of rehabilitation and prehabilitation, and that's not just for um a lot of this is in and around um, cancer and pulmonary rehab and things like that. But, you know, from an orthopaedic perspective, it's also important, especially for these, these people who are um, <laughs> potentially not your best surgical candidates with um, more complex histories. Um, <coughs> so, obviously, um, yeah, rehabilitation is, 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 is vital and um not just rehabilitation sort of looking forwards into the future um although that is important but also the rehabilitation in the here and now i'm not sure i fully addressed the last the last point which i was just thinking back to it in terms of you know looking forwards into the future if this man does get more and more reliant on um support and he is less and less able to get in and out of the chair and his mobility does deteriorate, he is not going to be an ideal candidate for surgery and he is going to struggle um, to recover post-operatively. So obviously the rehabilitation side of things is, is very, very important from that perspective, but also from the perspective of reducing his needs in the context of what's going on at home. So, You'll probably hear me say, if you choose to listen to this podcast, you'll probably hear me talk about context in the context of their life all the time. (laughs) Everything is context specific. Um, I don't know that I've ever been to see anybody where the context wasn't important maybe that's not true, but I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Context is, they say content is king, but I think context is king. Context is absolutely everything. So we talked before, can't remember which episode it was about Boris and Doris. What you see is not always all there is. Okay? Okay what you see is not what it looks like, is actually the phrase I was looking for. And what you see is all there is. Okay. Sometimes what you see is all there is. A fractured wrist and um, an ambulance, uh, 24 year old university student who fell over while dancing. You know, maybe my own experience of fracturing my base of my fifth metatarsal playing leapfrog the day after finishing a placement in fracture clinic that was highly embarrassing um yeah so that is you know in the context of my life it was annoying and I couldn't drive for a little while um but if somebody else had fractured the base of their fifth metatarsal um going over on their ankle and they were you know, late sixties and the lady who had had, um, no HRT and who, you know, there was really a very low velocity, um, fracture, we're, you know, we're talking, or, you know, sort of tripped and or was twisted her ankle and, and has a, has a frailty fracture, uh, fragility fracture, sorry. Um, that's a very different context. It could be exactly the same injury, but it's a completely different context. So what you see is not what it looks like in this scenario. This is not just a bilateral total knee replacement that needs preoperative physiotherapy. This is a lot more than that. So I would ask you to consider in every scenario you approach the context of the scenario that you are dealing with and your rehabilitation has to be context specific. So for this gentleman, I think that's what I was talking about before I went off on a massive tangent. For this gentleman, the goals need to be, uh, you know, very specific around his mobility, safety on his feet, um, making sure that he's able to continue to access the toilets, being able to access and to, to complete the stairs safely. To improve his core stability and his proximal strength and his quad strength and the whole of his general, you know, to improve it, the general condition. Really, I mean, he's very deconditioned. So, um, in terms of all those things, you know, your rehab would be very specific around the goals that are focused around around that sort of context of his life. Um, there's a lot of fear falling over and obviously that's highly, highly important and relevant within the context of, of the history that you're being told and why this gentleman may well have gone off his feet in the first place. It may well be that actually the thing that's taken him off his feet is not the OA knee pain or the weakness in his legs, but actually that he's now had a couple of falls and he's absolutely petrified or... That his partner or his carer is absolutely petrified to let him walk for fear that he may well fall over. So it's always about rehabilitation in the context of this person's life and thinking about the whole situation from how socially active they are, how they get out and about, how they, for example, do they use a bus, do they collect their own pension? How do they get their medicines? To all the way through to who are the, you know, how how quickly is the deteriorating who else is involved, what are the other problems that they're experiencing in their life, Um, and where do they live? Are they on their own? I mean, if you take the wife out of this scenario, or you potentially take the carers out, the context again changes. And this is the the basis of, of complexity. You know, one tiny change in the system affects everything else. So one tiny change in what we do will affect the outcomes in a whole range of different areas, for example, um, if we potentially improve this gentleman's core stability and his glutes activation, we might improve his continence. Who knows you know this <laughs> you know things have happened cra- crazier things have happened than that um and so. I think that the important thing here is to make sure that, that everything we do is, is really context specific and that we are truly able to clinically reason, but also, you know, around not just the person who is, the person's problems that are presenting to us in terms of a bit of the body, uh, in terms of, of a si- simple problem, but also clinically reason around the context that they're presenting to us within anyway i think i've talked way too long um again even though that is the second time i've recorded that and it was completely different this time around i think i talked about different things not completely different in terms of who i involved but i think i went on different tangents so um thank you very much for listening as always if you've enjoyed this please feel free to share it with with others that you might find it that might find it beneficial uh share it with your team. Also. If you have anything to add, if you want to give me feedback or ask questions for us to answer on the podcast, um, or if you disagree with me, feel free to drop me a line at Advancing Physio on Twitter or at Emerging Rehab on Instagram. Thank you very much for your time and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye bye. If you've enjoyed listening today, then please pop over to Instagram and find us at Emerging Rehab and let us know. We would be delighted to hear from you. And we will see you again soon. Bye bye.